Welcome to day 128 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Camp here with uh, Cindy Camp and David Keefe. Hello. And uh, <laughs> we are coming to the end of 1 Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has uh, been you know, one of pro- you know, Paul's problem churches, but he exercises a lot of pastoral patience as he guides them through factions and sexual immorality, mm-hmm. uh, how to deal with the dietary difference between Jew and Gentile and food sacrificed you know, to idols. Uh, he takes them through how their worship services are so disorderly that they're uh, bringing attention on the worshipers rather than the one who is you know, being worshipped. And he's dealing with a final problem in chapter 15. We introduced this yesterday. The final problem is many of them doubt that there will be a future resurrection of the dead. And, of course, Paul says that is the heart of the gospel, and that is the heart of our hope. So here he continues his argument, you know, uh, about, you know, the necessity of the resurrection of the dead. He does so in an odd way, unfortunate, you know, break. We're going to talk about baptism for the dead (laughs) here in just a minute, and uh, we'll get to that. But more than that, you know, in his conclusion, he talks about what, what it will look like to have a new body in the mm-hmm. presence of God, which is our ultimate hope. Our hope is not you know, so much in this world, which is passing away, but in the world to come, in which we will experience the full glory you know, of Christ Jesus. So as we uh, uh, talk about the resurrection and finish the argument from yesterday, uh, let's pause and let's offer ourselves mm-hmm. to the Lord uh, to be instructed by His Word, to be built up by His Spirit through His Word, to delight in His Word, to find our deepest joy and nourishment in, in the Word, and to be transformed into the image of Christ. Uh, Cindy, do you mind no. leading us in prayer? Father, thank you for th- these words this morning. And we thank you, Father, that um, we have a hope uh, in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for this good news, Lord. So be with us as we look at your word and just speak to our hearts by your spirit. In your son's name we pray. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 29. Now if there is no resurrection, what will those do who are baptized for the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, why are people baptized for them? And as for us... Why do we endanger ourselves every hour? I face death every day. Yes, just as surely as I boast about you in Christ Jesus our Lord. If I fought wild beasts in Ephesus with no more than human hopes, what have I gained if the dead are not raised? Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. But do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. For there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? How foolish. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined, and to each kind of seed he gives its own body. Not all flesh is the same. People have one kind of flesh. Animals have another, birds another, and fish another. There are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies, but the splendor of the heavenly bodies is of one kind, and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, the stars another, and stars differ from star in splendor. So it will be with the resurrection of dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. Sown in weakness, it is raised in power, it is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. 
If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. Spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was a man of the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. As with the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as the heavenly man, so also are those of heaven. And just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, so we shall bear the image of the heavenly man. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does a perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we'll all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. All right, I suppose we should talk about uh, baptism for the dead. <laughs> and what in the world you know, does that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, many modern you know, you know, commentators are moving in a different direction. The traditional you know, interpretation has really been that there were people in the churches who had made commitments to Christ but mm-hmm. were never able to be baptized. Mm-hmm. And, and so they would have a, a relative you know, stand in for them. Uh, and, and be baptized in their behalf, declaring to the congregation, you know, their their faith in Christ. It, it's not a practice, you know, that Paul, you know, commends. He just makes passing reference. He said, these, these people are already gone. Why would you even want to acknowledge mm-hmm. their faith? And the reason you want to acknowledge their faith is because we will be reunited with them, and they are looking forward to a better you know, resurrection mm-hmm. or, you know, to a better life. So it's it's one in a long list. It's unfortunate to start the podcast, you know, that way today. <laughs> it's it's his final yeah. in a long list of arguments. And it is, you know, well, actually his final argument is why would I face all the difficulties mm-hmm. that I'm facing if I didn't have a far better hope in mm-hmm. front of me? Why would I risk my life every day? You know, if, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then we just live for this moment. We say, mm-hmm. let's eat, let's drink, let's be merry, and then die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a little summary of that. What are some of the other things that stand out in the passage? <laughs> well, I was, um, you know, just thinking too um, for those who are in the faith, uh, thinking they're th- or at least I think I would be thinking that you know any day Jesus is going to show back up, and then maybe as it lingers, you're like, okay, well if I'm going to die, what is the life after going to look like? And so I feel like he was kind of answering some of those questions for him and just putting them at ease, but. What what great information he even gave us? Yeah, so, saying, well, well, how in the world, you know, you know, it, it, and of course, you know, once you you get to be, you know, my age, this is not really the body you want. <laughs> you know, there's a body you want. There, there, there's a body. Yeah. There's a body that you once had. Yeah. You know, that's a, is probably more of a figment of your imagination anyway. But I'd rather have that body back than this body. And, and Paul says it's going to yeah. be a complete. It's going to have continuity with this body but it's going to be completely different from this body right. it is going to be you know a physical body 
uh, you know, is, is a while. And, and so he's answering the question, you know, how could, you, you know, how could this possibly happen? And, and of course, mm-hmm. you're also thinking, you know, what about those who've been dead for a long time? You know, right. what kind of, yeah. you know, body are they going to have? Is it going to be like, you know, the, the land of the living dead or, you know, a zombie apocalypse kind of thing? What, what is going to happen with them mm-hmm. as well? And I'm definitely seeing and hear that, you know, at times I do live as if there is no resurrection, mm-hmm. you know, especially when he calls out there, you know, from Isaiah 22, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. And often we do Think live that in that yeah. way. And so mm-hmm. I love, you know, his, uh, his, his kind of final call at the end, um, you know, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Mm-hmm. You know, since there is a resurrection, we do give ourselves fully to the Lord. We don't just spend our days eating and drinking mm-hmm. and living for self, but we we give everything we have for the work of the Lord. And so I love how he kind of mm-hmm. takes that resurrection and obviously calls us to action in light of that. And, and it is yeah. very easy for us, you know, as middle class, you know, mm-hmm. upper middle class mm-hmm. suburbanites, you know, living in our nice neighborhoods with our nice conveniences and all of our entertainments and our toys, you know, to, mm-hmm. you know, feel like we, we, you know, what more would a person possibly want? Mm-hmm. And of course, that is our poverty that we have become enamored, you know, and the, the, the small material blessings rather than the larger physical blessing. But mm-hmm. Paul is painting a contrast here. He has so given his life for the gospel that he has yeah. foregone luxury, mm-hmm. you know, that he has put himself in, in a position where he, you know, faces hardship and where he is uh, you know faces persecution and where he has forfeited you know the the good things you know that mm-hmm. this life has had to offer he's, he's lived in poverty he's lived in coldness he's he's been hungry mm-hmm. you know as he'll say you know later in second corinthians mm-hmm. and he's doing this because he is focused on a far greater gift and we get so focused on mm-hmm. the small graces rather than you know, the hope we have of being in the presence of the Lord completely renewed, no sin, no sorrow. And mm-hmm. uh, we do need to have, you know, if, if that really is our hope, that's where we, we need to set our hope. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to live in this moment. You're, you're right, David. We mm-hmm. need to live in this moment um, With. for the hope that's set before us. Right. And, of course, the command which, which he closes is, mm-hmm. is, you know, is, you know, the command for all of us. Dear brothers and sisters, let nothing move you. Always give yourself nice little word here. Fully. Yeah. Not occasionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always give yourself fully mm-hmm. to the work of the Lord because you know that that labor and that labor alone is not in vain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's things that yeah. can move us away from that. That's why he mm-hmm. says, let nothing move you because mm-hmm. there is a chance that you can be moved away from not giving yourself fully to the work mm-hmm. of the Lord. And that's why it's so important for us to come to the word mm-hmm. and to be reminded that we need to be in the fight against that and we need to take that seriously well, that we can drift and we can mm-hmm. move away from being fully engaged in no, the things of God. The difficulty of following Christ, the inconvenience of following Christ, the way, <clears throat> the way the, you know, that we're going counterculture when we follow Christ. And, and of course, more than that, the way that we, you know, uh, encounter ourselves every day and thus die to self in order to follow Christ. And mm-hmm. all of that can be wearying over time. And we need to remember that he suffered for us. And the slight suffering we do as we follow him is nothing 
you know, compared to the glory that will be revealed and mm-hmm. us. And I do think that eternal perspective just fills you with, um, you know, encouragement as you're facing suffering or even at the end of the day when you say, is this all there is to this life? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's temporary and it, nothing will compare to it, it the suppressing glory. But, um, but yeah, it just is um, a way of giving you encouragement and joy in, in our current situation and, and in our day. And I really like verse 49, you, you know, he, he's kind of tying in, you know, Adam and what he brought in versus mm-hmm. Christ and what he brought in. And, and to our shame in verse 49, you know, we have borne the image of the earthly man, this perishable, dishonoring, kind of weak, just natural self. But one day we will bear the image of the heavenly man. And that's such good uh, news for us, right? This mm-hmm. not perishable, but imperishable, not dishonoring, but glorified powerful you know in the spiritual yeah that's body. a you know john you know and 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 first john says how great is the love the father has lavished on us that we should be mm-hmm. called children of god and and that is what we are what we will be has not yet been made known but we know that when he appears we will be like him mm-hmm. for we shall see him as he is and, and of course that's the ultimate hope and then you know in verse 50 he, he paints those contrasts mm-hmm. i declare to you brothers and sisters that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of god nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable uh, and and those are you know the two huge differences mm-hmm. you know that you know that we have matter of fact i was um, that's not the verse i was looking for i was actually you know looking for it in verse 42 mm-hmm. so it'll be with the resurrection of the dead the body that is sown perishable mm-hmm. it is raised imperishable it is sown in dishonor it'll be raised in glory it's sown in weakness it'll be raised in power it is sown a natural body it'll be raised a spiritual body mm-hmm. and he gives us that hope in, in verse 51 and then as well in mm-hmm. the end of 52 you know i tell you a mystery you will not all sleep but we will be changed. And then he says again, you know, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. You know, and we talk a lot about, you know, the gospel at work kind of in us, that, that transformation. And, and Paul gives us that hope again, that because of the resurrection of Christ, mm-hmm. that we will be changed. And yeah. as a broken sinner who doesn't feel like he's changing very often, <laughs> that's really good news. One day there'll be dramatic change. Yeah, it'll be uh, big now, in now a flash. It is incremental yeah. and, you know, as Gosh, we, yes. you know, uh, as, as we'll read next, you know, next week, uh, or, you know, later this week, actually, you know, as we gaze in the you know, image of Christ, we're being transformed in his image, you know, from mm-hmm. glory to glory, which comes from God who is a spirit, but this will be the immediate leap into his presence and into his being mm-hmm. as well so it is it is a rich hope and it is a hope you know that we should set ourselves on it's a fun fun stuff to mm-hmm. contemplate the future which paul has already told us eyes not seen or ear mm-hmm. heard nor is it even right. entered into the perception of any human being mm-hmm. what god has in store for those who love him mm-hmm. and, and paul has given us you know kind of a glimpse here mm-hmm. and all of that david why don't you close us with a word of prayer let's pray and Father, we, we pray exactly what Paul said. Thanks be to God. He has given us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so thank you so much for the reassurance we found these last few days in 1 Corinthians 15. As we know that what we're doing is not in vain because the resurrection is true. Um, that all of our work, all of our labor, all of our preaching, um, we, we pray that it would bear fruit and that many men and women would come to know you and be changed by you. And we thank you so much for the hope of the resurrection and how one day 
in a flash, we will be changed, not into the image of the old man, but into the image of the heavenly man. And so we thank you so much for Christ who gives us this graciously. And we ask that we um, would find ourselves fully working for the Lord. And we know that that's not something we can do in and of ourselves. So we ask, Father, you would graciously empower us for that task, for our joy and for your glory. May we pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.